There are countless real estate agents worldwide, but very few are truly successful. If you want to make more money, build your clientele, and experience true success as a real estate agent, Chasten J. Miles is ready to share the tools, tactics, and secrets with you. Join him now on the Power Unit Success Cast. Hey, Jason, how you doing, man? I'm doing very well. How are you? Really good. Hey, uh, again, really appreciate your time. Uh, you've been someone that we've admired here since we've we've stumbled upon you. Uh, Weston has been doing some research here, and he's the he's the you know the the bridge between us. Like he's the one that found you and 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 connected us. So, Weston, I appreciate that. And uh, it's been really interesting watching your content. Uh, I loved. I mean, you put out you you've been putting out a lot of content lately. I like the Red X thing that you did, and you know your new office tour, and and everything that you're doing, man. It it's spectacular. So. Um, like I said, uh, prior to us coming to to air, I'm proud of you. I I admire what you've done, and I just want a little bit of background on how you did it. What's going on? How did you do? How did you do the things that you've done on social media? That's my number one question. I don't even know how that happened. It was just like a tornado came through. <laughs> no, you know, honestly, how it, how it went down was from me not really knowing what I was doing. Um, I was a brand new agent to a brand new market. And when I say brand new market, like I didn't barely even know the streets in the area. Um, I didn't have a network here. I didn't have friends, family, none of that. And so I really went down this road of trying to create a network. I was young. I was probably, I was like 24 when I got my real estate license. And so I was young. But I was already into the whole social media thing. You know, whenever a new social media network dropped, I had a profile on there back in the the Zanga days. (laughs) People might not know that, know what that is. But um, so I just I just did what I was comfortable with. I just got out there and started putting out content and basically soliciting for business any way that I I could even imagine. And then an an audience started to, to grow around me. Um, people started to pretty much say like, hey, who's this guy and what's he all about? Right. But it was an opportunity for people to start putting eyes on me and and start checking me out. That led to me getting business, but it also led to a very large following of other real estate agents. Yeah. And so I like to tell people I was just unapologetically putting out content, putting out stuff, not really caring what anybody was thinking or the right way to do it. And that ended up working out in my favor. Man, your story is really compelling. You know, where you were talking about, you know, the lights were off and you went to the open house and 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 your struggles with that one listing. Uh, you know, that's a great story. And, and like yeah. the triumph that that was that moment to where you are now is, yeah. is pretty amazing. So you don't really contribute like one piece of content or one thing that you said to a viral moment, you just were consistent along the way. You went where the, you weren't, you went where the attention was and you just slowly gained what you had today. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Like I wasn't following a specific plan or anything. Like I wasn't that guy that was asking the question of what time should I post? You know, I wasn't doing any of that. I was just strictly, putting out whatever I wanted to put out when I wanted to to do it. You know, I didn't know what would bite. I didn't 
really know how to go viral. I wasn't really thinking about how to go viral. I just knew that I was living my life and I was trying to make it in this business. And that's just what I was documenting. You know, some of my earlier videos of me starting out, they weren't the prettiest videos. They, they, they weren't all HD and anything like that. And I wasn't talking about like pretty moments. I was literally talking about how this business wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, how I was struggling. I was, I was being just truly vulnerable with anybody who would listen. I didn't even think people were listening, but I was putting it out there. And again, you know, I think that that attributed to some of my success because it was just very authentic. You know, I was just being myself. I was sharing my journey, sharing what I was going through and people started to, to like that. That's awesome, man. How's the, how's the Audi? How the Audi is fun. Yeah. I take it out on, on the weekends and, and you know, when, when the weather's nice, of course. Right. And, All right. So, yeah. I want to get, I want to get into the X's and O's of your business and like where, you know, are you using the real estate, um, you know, millionaire model? You know, I, I know you've been, you, you hold up Gary Keller's uh, millionaire real estate agent book in some of your videos and you talk about it and you've talked about him. Do you, use that model or have you deviated from that model or how do you, how do you run this empire? You know, the, the fastest growing real estate team here, like how did you, how did you come to formulate that? And, and what is the formula for that? You know, that was the model that, that I was going by for, for a little while. And then I switched brokerages about a year and a half ago and that opened up a new opportunity. Um, so I switched over to EXP and I was able to sort of build this business differently that was just very non-traditional to what I had grew up knowing, knowing for the real estate business to be. You know, yeah. I my my original plan was more so like the brick and mortar, having franchises, doing this and that. And then I was kind of shown this modern team model and it changed a lot. So with with the power of social media and everything and even what's happened in the world this year, a lot of people are taking a look at just different ways of doing things. And so as I started to do that back in April, you know, I was like, OK, how are we going to conduct this business virtually? And and what am I going to do? I saw so many different possibilities. I was like, well, if we can do it like this, then I feel like that opens up the doors to the whole country, if not yeah. the whole world. And so um, then I, I announced that not only was I hiring for my for my home team here, because I, I always got to have just my um, headquarters, but I'm also hiring for agents nationwide. And so what it started out as, it started out as just like a little referral network. You know, it's like, hey, you're my agent over here or you're my agent over there and we pass each other deals. And then it was just like, instead of it being just this referral thing when everybody's being taught something different and everybody has these different brokerages and rules that we have to follow, how about just bringing it all under one roof? We all have the same marketing. You're able to tap into all of my trainings and and we we're, we're one unit. And so that's where the nationwide team came into play. Um, I don't think that I would would have been able to do it this way had I not been at this firm, though. But it's it's definitely helped out. So the agents that you have on your specific team in Dallas, yep, they're 
they're on a different split than people that you would contract to be underneath your team in, say, Blacksburg, Virginia, right? No, no. Oh, it's the same thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. So, I mean, it's it's truly um, the same team. The only difference that the people who are in other places don't have is this office to come into. But even when they become a new agent here on the team, we mail them out kind of like their agent kit and it has our buyer presentations, our seller presentations, all of our marketing materials. Um, and, and they're calling you and they're calling you when there's trouble. There's, they're calling you for support when they're, when they need advice and things like that. Right. Oh no, I have a whole staff um, gotcha. for that. So, so I am, you know, I guess it's more so like the CEO model. So, but directly under me, I have a director of sales. So he's the one that is kind of over all of these sales agents. They're calling him for the support, for the advice, um, all all that good stuff. Um, We have a operations manager. So you can think of them as here in Dallas, they're the office manager. So they kind of take care of the office too, but then nationwide, their operations, all that kind of stuff. So they're the ones providing support, technical stuff, getting things ordered, sent out. Um, We have a transaction manager they do all of our transactions so my agents don't have to do anything besides get the contract signed and transactions takes it from there and then we have a full-time marketing um, coordinator here so nobody has to become a graphic designer or anything like that whatever they they want they just let him know and he pumps that out for them pretty quickly um and and yeah it's a it's a well-running machine now i do provide lots of trainings and I'm the one that's building the actual company, but I've placed these people in, in their, in their role strategically so that my agents have everything that they need. And I don't have to be the one to, you know, cause my schedule's busy. Like, yeah. like I'm not going to lie. My, my schedule's all over the place, but I want them to have that support. I want them to have their questions answered. And they know that these people are in a direct extension of me. They were trained by by me. They're here in the office with me every day. And so, you know, we get it done. So as far as you in the field, you in the field going into listing appointments and putting signs in the yards, you've, you've shifted your focus off of being in the trenches per se, and you're going out after pretty much recruitment of new agents is what your is that, is that what your main goal is right now? Um, sort of, sort of recruitment, but I'm actually bringing somebody on board for that recruitment Yeah. because my, my main thing that I, that I wanted to not only promise myself, but promise all of them is that they're going to get what they want from me. And what I, what I found is that they all want that Chase and J miles training, my strategies and this and that. So what I'm honestly doing is I'm building this company and I'm building these resources all the time. I mean, where I am right now with even just the content and my coaching and programs and all that kind of stuff, it's a full-time job in itself. And I have a couple of other startups that, you know, I have other business partners on, but it's, it's full-time. So the dedication that I wanted to make was to make sure that when they join this, this team, they are getting all of the knowledge that they're looking for. They're getting all the processes and they're getting the culture that they're looking for. So me as the CEO, I'm having to really work hard to maintain that day in and day out. You know, I'm, I'm when I, when I started founders, 
my goal was to build this team the way that I wish that I would have had starting out, you know, filled with all the things that I wish I would have had, all the knowledge that I wish I would have had, the the handholding, the the mentorship. And so that's my goal day in and day out coming into the office. Like I'm one of those type of people where like I'm always thinking of something new. It's like, oh, it would be cool for us to to have this and that. And then they're like, well, when do you want to start this? And I'm like, yesterday. You know? So, so <laughs> I'm literally that guy. Yeah, that's um, me too, so man. So that's me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're all the time um, just just reinventing things or um, enhancing things just to make the experience a lot better. I mean, when you're launching nationwide and when you're bringing on agents nationwide, there's other logistics that. When I came up with the idea, I didn't really think about, but now it's 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 having me to okay take a second look at things and and put other systems and things in, in place. So doing all of that, I mean, it takes time, it takes energy. Um, I'm always available though to go on a listing appointment with one of my agents or to talk to a client. So a you, buyer, you've you've taken that. yourself out of the the um, you pretty much taken yourself out of the battlefield, and you're just sitting there as a general. And you're kind of overseeing things, and and you're sending your troops out in the field, and you're you're supporting them, and and you are giving them strategies, and you're giving them advice to support them. You're just the support hub of it all, more so than the actual producer of the the sales. Right. So me personally, I I mostly only work with friends and family or past clients, yeah. um, and so that's that's my role now. Um, something that I allow them to do, I allow them to put transactions all in their name, you know, because I want them to, to be able to have that sense of pride and accountability and, um, build them up as great agents as, hey man, as putting, well. Putting, putting numbers up on the scoreboard is definitely gratifying. So putting, putting people in a position to, to, to make the shots is a great thing. Yeah. And, you know, I've I've been there and, and done that, you know, yeah. and even when I started this team, what got me to start the team was a moment that I had and it was at a previous brokerage. But we had this large sales wall that it was just a big dry erase wall. But every time you would close a deal, your number would get updated and, you know, you would get higher and higher. And I remember this one year I was working so hard for my number to be as high as it can be. And it had finally got there. Like I was, I was proud. I was in the top 10. And then one day I came into the office and the whole board was erased. Now the board was erased because they were redoing it for the, for the next year. But when I saw that it literally hit me, you know, it was just like December 31st comes around and then here we are, we start a new year and it doesn't really matter what you did last year. It's time for you to do it all over again. You're back down to zero. And I was just like, man, I can't keep living like this. But that's hilarious. Yeah. Really what that did though, was that empowered me to want to do something bigger and greater. You know, it was like, okay, I felt accomplished. I had hit that milestone. I had hit my goal, what I was trying to hit. Now, what else can I do besides just do that over and over and over again? You know, yeah. it wasn't that fulfilling for me anymore. And it's um, emotional too, isn't it? When when, yeah. <laughs> when when 80 transactions goes back to zero and you're equal again, you're like, yeah. dang, how do I repeat that? 
right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I just wanted to, from that point, create something a little bit more lasting. <laughs> and <laughs> so, yeah, so that's how the whole team respect, came about. Man. Respect on that. You know, I've, I've oh. struggled. I've struggled um, attracting talent and keeping talent because I'm trying to map out the millionaire real estate model. You know, like I'm trying to get people in here that that I want to stay and I want to charge them 50 percent of their fee to try to do exactly what you're doing. And I'm, I'm really having a hard time getting people to wrap their mind around that. Um, but I'm like if I've always taken the position that if someone else has been able to do it, then I can figure out how to do it. You know, I know yeah. you're the same way, but but I do know that. You know, giving away fifty percent of the fee on a on a closed transaction, you've got to provide massive, massive value, and um, we've yet to provide that. We've obviously we've failed to provide enough value to keep people underneath that payment plan. So, yeah. so like I see the I see the model you're working with EXP. I think it's they're a very interesting company. I, I have to say, I'm a very loyal guy. I'm a very, very loyal guy. So, so when it comes to my broker, my principal broker, and and the and the flag that we that we wave, you know, um, I don't see myself ever going away from from this particular broker, unless she does something different. Then I go off on my own type thing. Mm-hmm. You know, she mm-hmm. was the one that kind of helped me build to where I'm doing. You know, we're going to do 85 transactions this year, and mm-hmm. she was an integral part of that in the struggle. You know, she yeah. she floated my agent statement. She floated, you know, she understood. She took the time that when I got off the path to put me back on the path. You know, so it's right. hard. It's hard for me being the loyal guy that I am to veer off on things that got me here. Um, yeah. But I do, man, I see EXP. I see guys like you. I admire I admire the hard work that you've put in and, and the success that you've had. And it's definitely it's definitely worth something to look into. I mean, that model it, it seems to be helping a lot of people make good living. It, it yeah. seems to be really doing what it's set out to do. So, the people yeah. in the company seem to be really thoughtful and really engaging with uh, you know people as well. So, yeah, something to really scratch your head about for sure. But anyway, let's see what we got here. Um, what? Uh, the inspiration behind your book, the um, you know, the real before the estate. How did you, how did you get inspired to do that? What led you to write that? Sure. Um, what led me to write the real before the estate was my audience. Really, you know, every every day I open up my YouTube, I open up my Instagram DMs, and I was seeing the same questions over and over again, which, for someone like me who was past that point. It could have been very easy for me to be like, I don't have time for this or, you know, I can't help somebody decide on what real estate school to go to. Um, but I really realized that, Chasten, hey, these were the same questions that you had that nobody was answering for you or you didn't know where to go and find the answer. And it just hit me one day. I was just like, how about you write a book? sharing everything that you wish you knew before you started real estate, you know, Um, not only just those questions that people have starting out, but also those realities of what it's like when you really get in the business. Um, And I even tell people, I'm like, once you read my book, you're either going to continue 
and join the real estate industry or you're going to say this is not for me because I, I i really wanted to give that real world perspective of what this industry was really like i remember back in the day when i was interviewing at brokerages they were all saying the same thing like oh you're going to do great you're going to do great oh we have this and that you're going to make so much money and like when I think about it, I'm like, those people didn't know me from Adam. They didn't know anything about me. Like, how can you tell me I'm going to be successful and you don't know a thing about me, you know? <laughs> um, and then as I got into business, you know, hearing all these promises left and right. And then it's like, once you start out, you're just sitting there looking around, like, what do I do? How do I do it? And I was a kid again, like I didn't know anything about real estate. I didn't grow up in a real estate family background, none of that. And so for me, it was just very eye opening. But I had so much pride until I had that very humbling moment that I didn't want to go back and tell everybody that I quit or that I'm not going to do this. You know, I had moved across the country and spent all my money, all this kind of stuff, told all these people that I was going to be great because that's what everybody else was telling me. And then, you know, now I'm just here. So I knew that I had to succeed, but I wanted to write that book so that if there was somebody out there that may have been contemplating getting into this or may have been told some information that just was highly inflated, you know, um, you know, I wanted them to, to, to get that real world perspective of the real estate industry. It has its greats. Like you can make a good amount of money. You can help a lot of people, but it definitely has its struggles. And not a lot of people talk about the, the struggles of this. And so I just took a bold leap of faith and decided to put it out there. So once you read the book, you're going to you're going to get kind of the why I got into real estate, how that came about. And then my first few months or if not year in real estate. Um, and then if you make it past that point, then it's like, okay, now you're here. Here's what to do so that you don't go down the same road I did. So it's just a path of what not to do. Yeah. If you yeah. make it that far in it. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. It's, it, might, it might, it might. So like the way that the book is going to go, like you're going to feel inspired at the beginning, like, yeah, that's me. And then you're going to question yourself in, in the middle you're going to be like, oh, do I really want to sign up for this? And then in the last parts of, of the book, it'll it'll bring you to really that tactical stuff that if you're here, do this ABC and then continue to do this. And here's how you're going to make it work. And if you follow the steps outlined in this book, you'll find the same success and you'll find it a lot quicker than I did because I was just figuring it out. Yeah. I think I think there, there's three traits into highly successful real estate people in particular, but probably just in general, is that we're naive, we have very high self-confidence, and that we actually love people. We actually love the human race. We, we want to provide value to these people, and we think that we got something to offer them. I think that's the, the biggest three traits that, you know, I, I see that in you. I, I see a lot of me in you um, as far as just those – just like the the like undoubtedly self belief, it, it, like we got to have it or we would have quit long time ago, you know. Like yeah. it, this is just something that is extremely hard, and I don't think the general public even understands what it would be like to even try what we're trying. I mean, we yeah. literally, we are literally willing to gamble everything we have for our way of life. We're willing to yeah. just 
push the chips all the way in on this thing and say, what you got, you know? Right. And, right. um, and I just, I feel like, uh, man, I'm, I'm super appreciative of your time here. Um, man, we're going to, we want to do a lot more like this. We want to stay connected with you. Like when something comes yeah. up in the world, I would love to jump back on with you and just talk about that related issue in the real estate world. And just, sure. just something, just something that keeps us connected, you know, not only just like me shipping you a referral here or there, but like, let's develop a real relationship and just like put our perspective and grow together in this business and, and, you know, and, you know, climb this peak together pretty much. Yeah. Um, yep. So, I mean, yeah, I tell people all the time, there's enough real estate out here for all of us, you know, it's the ones that are willing to work for it that get it, you know, exactly. in my association, get this number, my association, there's 250 deals that don't, that, that goes outside of our association. So there's, there's agents coming in from other associations that are grabbing 250 deals. Um, they're, they're grabbing 250 deals a year from us in this local association. That's like, Forty-five million dollars in sales volume. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, like so. Wow. So nobody here in my association is even competing with each other. When there's agents coming in outside of our association, grabbing the 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 number one spot uh, in our in our association. So yeah. like, I'm not sure what happens in your association. Like, if y'all have got a good, uh, you know, a good market share of of your own area. But I would be interested to see what your stats are if you've got outside agents coming into your local market and grabbing that amount of market share, you know, yeah, type stuff. You know, it's it's kind of interesting <clears throat> how our um, markets are divided up, up here. We have a few associations, <laughs> um, but but we have, I mean, DFW, Dallas, Fort Worth and all the surrounding areas. It's it's a very large area and we have many associations and and they all overlap yeah. with like markets and we have this thing where you can join any association that you that you want really um at the end of the day but then there are associations of, um competing against each other for the agents you know it's like hey join our association our fees are less and we offer this and that um but our our big association the one that i'm a member of is here centrally located in Dallas. It is the largest, well, yeah, the largest association here, um, probably about 24,000 agents or so. Wow. I've actually been serving on the association for the past four years. Um, and this is my last year as the Young Professionals Network chairperson in our association. So, um, you know, I'm going to kind of chill for a little bit, but there's just so much overlap here <laughs> to yeah. where it's, I mean, people don't, you know, you don't know who people belong to. And, and I mean, even our MLSs go far into all these different areas, East Texas. And, and so, yeah. So then you're getting calls from people that aren't subscribers to your normal MLS trying to gain access, you know, because they don't have the specific lock boxes y'all have, or they don't have the showing services that y'all have set up. They don't have any access to that. That just becomes a big pain. I'm wondering how the the evolution of our game is going to be with consolidations of associations. You know, some associations yeah. are going to go away. 
Um, you know, I feel like, especially especially if COVID really comes in and makes an impact, some of these associations just won't be viable solutions anymore um, just because competition uh, is going to take them down pretty much. Yeah. So, and then, you know, a big thing is, especially over here with so many different associations, um, agents are starting to like open open their eyes and say, hey, these dues that I'm paying and that I'm that I'm paying you quarterly, yearly, like what am I getting for it? Because these guys over here are telling me that I can get X, Y, and Z, and I don't feel like I'm getting the value for for the money. Whereas before it was just kind of like, this is what you were told to join. You didn't even know that you had a choice, you know? So yeah. it is gonna be very interesting. It is gonna be very interesting. I know that they were trying to talk about one big association and then those talks went away. And so, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. When when consolidation comes, people get threatened and, you know, people's going to lose jobs and, and mm-hmm. you know, the power is going to shift in one way or the other. It, it's a funny game, man. I've 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 actually been on my board as well. And, yeah. um, you know, climbing through and trying to make change, you know, all they want to do is keep it the same. They don't want to grow. Yeah. They 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 um, they're hesitant to come on and do anything different because they think that they're going to make people mad when things change, and it's unfortunate because if you're not changing, you're dying. If you're not growing, if you're not growing and doing something, then you're you're pretty much retreating, pretty much. Yep, so, and that has been my one mission, um, serving on YPN for so long, um, because it even was a struggle for them to take us seriously, you know, to where we were getting budgets, you know, and where we were getting money from the association to do what we wanted to do. Um, but I think just in the the last couple of years or so, they have really opened up. They're starting to see the demographic of agents here in the city. Um, they're starting to really get, well, I don't want to say get complaints, but, you know, people are questioning what they're getting. And I know that the big goal of the association is to provide value to its members in the best way possible. But it's like, okay, is that value relevant to today? Or is that the same value that was being given, you know, years ago? So with that being said, they've started listening more. They've, they've started been open to, to things more. They, they made some, some moves and shifts and even with people who they're letting move up the ranks now, look totally different than, you know, five, 10 years ago. So, um, yeah, I know that they're, they're working hard and they're trying and I appreciate them for just even being open these days. Yeah. I guess, I guess any attempt is better than no attempt. Yeah. Right. Some, some attempt might hit the mark or at least get you on the board, you know, type thing. (laughs) But, um, you've got a relationship with the Dallas Mavericks. How did you how did you pull that off? Tell us about the Daver, uh, Dallas Mavericks relationship. Yeah, sure. It was it was all through just networking, really. You know, I'm a I like to think of myself as a as a prominent person here in this city, yeah. <laughs> even though it's a big city. But I would say that it it came from from years of of, of just putting myself out there, just being out there, being involved and meeting the right people you know people people matter and you can't be scared to, to go out there and shake hands and you never know where it could could lead you and then the opportunity came so um a couple years ago a few few seasons ago they 
launched this advisory board. Um, they were having some things go on in the organization that weren't too pretty. Um, and it was all internal. So what they decided to do was to create an external advisory board full of um, key people here in the city. I mean, I served on the board with superintendents, police chiefs, um, just 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 real heavy hitter people here in this city. And what we were able to do was to create change, um, to be a second set of eyes, to offer suggestions. And I really appreciate how the Mavs did it because they made the board very diverse. Um, I was the youngest person on the board, of course, but it was a very diverse board. You had men, women, um, all nationalities, all sexual orientations, all races, um, different industries, different incomes. And so you were able to, to get perspectives from, from all sides. And it was, it, it, it was something that, that allowed us to not only get to meet each other and network with each other, but really show that there's more to this organization than just basketball, you know, really show what they do in the community um, to help promote that, to, to be a part of that, um, really lift up people. Just, I mean, it was, it was, it was an amazing opportunity um, this season. It's been a little bit different, you know, just, just because of everything, but um, hopefully next season we'll be getting back into the, the nitty gritty of things again. Cool, man. That's a that's a very interesting story. I I would like you know we don't have any you know professional sports teams around my area, but we definitely have some some big influence with you know Virginia Tech and things like that. I'd like to I'd like to try to find a strategy around trying to get into more of the administration of of that you know institution to be their mm-hmm. kind of go to guy. So I'm definitely looking for strategies. Um, you know, if you got any tips there to try to infiltrate something like that, but it sounds like you were just in, you you were just putting yourself out there, and they recognized the work that you were doing, which is amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, and and I love what the Mavs have done, um, just in professional sports as a whole, and the NBA has has definitely taken a hard look at things, and a lot of other. Um, professional sports teams, a lot of other NBA teams have adapted some of these things in their organizations, you know, so I think that something even as um, as new as an advisor and external advisory board is something that we're going to start to see in other NBA teams. Um, there's some things that they did internally in the organization that other NBA teams have adapted and possibly the NBA mandating that this is the standard now. So, you know, a lot of things are changing. Um, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to, to see it happen. And I feel like that's going to trickle down to college and to other sports and, and everything like that. So, yeah. you know, definitely they have the model for it. I can get you whatever you need. But, you know, it just, it just needs to land in, in the right hands. Cool. I think we pretty much covered everything, you know, we wanted to cover with you. You have a very inspiring story. Um, like I said, I want to maintain a relationship with you. I hope, um, you know, I hope this will provide some value for you. It, this was, yeah. and like I said, this is pretty much you giving us a hand up here. I feel like, you know, you've, you've developed such a good following and you've, you've executed, you know, where we're, we're just trying to get started and, and things. So, you know, keep inspiring, keep, keep doing the, the work that you're doing. Um, 
we're going to keep cheering you on, man. And, um, you know, if we can ever be in any, any value to you, you know, let us know. And, and like I said, let's get together in the future. And I'm sure there's going to be moments where I've got to come to Dallas to do something real estate related yeah. trainings. And yeah. there's a lot of trainings that go on down in Texas. And, you know, now with COVID, um, you know, probably more people are going to shift from Nevada to Texas to do those trainings type mm -hmm. thing. So um, I look forward to meeting you in person one day. And uh, I really appreciate your time, man. Absolutely. I appreciate you for having me. Yeah, man. All right. So uh, stick around. We're going to end, but I want to talk to you kind of off air. All right. Okay. All right, man.